NFL 365. Good day, good day, NFL 365 fans, and welcome back to another episode. I am David Tashin alongside Ryan Martin. Ryan, we've been saying the Super Bowl's coming, Super Bowl's coming. It is Super Bowl week, Ryan. It is currently February 9th, and wow. I don't know about you, but I'm fired up. I'm fired up. I mean, we usually we have NFL awards the Saturday before Super Bowl Sunday. A little bit different this year. We got Super Bowl. Um, we have the NFL awards. I think you'll probably be hearing this on Thursday, so probably today. Tonight, NFL Awards. We'll get our picks there, but absolutely, it's Super Bowl week. Only three days away. No, four days away. Um, so it's exciting. Lots of process, and I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, uh, and let's get right into it. So uh, head coaching process, Ryan. It's There's obviously a lot of controversy around what's been happening, uh, specifically with the whole Brian Flores situation. Mm-hmm. But... Lots of new head coaches and new positions. Uh, let's get it started with – where do you want to start? Uh, we got all nine filled now. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, there's, one, there's one that's most recent that's coming out of New Orleans. We can kind of start there and then go alphabetical order. I do need to toot my own horn because, David, usually when we do locks, I usually uh, – it doesn't hit. But this one hit Dennis. Yeah, Allen, you you were pretty dialed. You you got I think two or three of these right. And no. head coaching is something that is very difficult to predict, especially with some of these coaches being there for a while, such as Sean Payton. Yeah, this is definitely not like uh, not when the NFL draft and you know who's going to go first overall. This can get weird sometimes, and we'll get into it in a second. It got weird. One thing I didn't see getting weird, and it was just. This is a guy who has some head coaching experience, was the Raiders head coach for a little bit, wasn't a great tenure, but he goes to the Saints, was a great defensive coordinator, and this team has a lot of issues to solve on offense, specifically a quarterback, but a reason why they don't have many questions to solve on defense is because of the work Dennis Allen's done on that defense. He's led a great unit. He has the trust of those guys. Uh, I'm excited to see how he can do now. You know, in an NFC South, that's wide open. No more Tom Brady in this division. Someone's got to go get it. I think Dennis Allen was the right man for the job. Too easy to decide. Yeah, this is definitely going to be an interesting division for the future because we've got older quarterback as in, I mean, I don't even know what the Panthers quarterback situation is going to look like next year. They're going to go with Cam. Who are they rocking with? Matt Ryan's going to be down in Atlanta. He's only got a couple more years left, if not one more year left in the tank. No more Brady. So what's going on in Tampa Bay? And I mean, New Orleans in the past decade, 15 years, has pretty much dominated this division. Not dominated, but has controlled this division for the most part due to the fact of Drew Brees being there. But I was going to say, there's two men, Drew Brees and Sean Payton. They're both gone here. And once again, it couldn't be a better time than the NFL. If we're getting yeah. grades too, I think this is an A for me. I'd give it an A, A minus. I think it was kind of the obvious choice. It wasn't like they had to go for anything like extraordinary, but it was a pretty obvious choice and uh, well picked by you, my friend Ryan. Who's next on the list? Uh let's go. Let's go to the Bears. So the Bears. I'll start first with this one. Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator of the Colts, he was there. 
for three years as their defensive coordinator. This was a guy that got a lot of head coaching looks last year when there was a couple of vacancies um, available. He ends up not signing anywhere last year, comes on as a great candidate this year after another great defensive year with the Colts. For me, this is a B minus. This is a C plus. Listen, the Bears have had their troubles on defense. I get it. Bringing in um, as a good quarterback, as a good coach. But with this team, running these offense. I mean, you have Dave Montgomery, a really solid running back. Obviously, Justin Fields is there, your new rookie quarterback of the future. No first-round pick here, um, so he is your future. I would have gone to go get an offensive guy. I would have looked at a Brian uh, Byron Leftwich, looked at um, a Kellen Moore, someone who could have come over and helped out Justin Fields in this transition after he had a pretty mediocre uh, first year as a quarterback and a mediocre coach in Matt Nagy. So he's a good coach, Matt Eberfuss, but I think with what this Bears team needed, I want an offensive guy. Yeah, and you were absolutely right again. You hit the nail right on the head. Uh, I definitely think that a offensive-minded coach would have been the better decision for this uh, Chicago Bears franchise. Uh, as you mentioned, Justin Fields, he showed some signs of promise, but with Matt Nagy as a coach, there overall weren't, wasn't many chances, and he didn't see the field too much. But this offense is always, at least for the past – couple years offense has always been the issue up in Chicago so with that being said I'll give them a C sounds about right all right now to Denver uh Denver obviously Vic Fangio for the past two years there didn't show much success specifically I would say on the offensive side of the ball specifically having no true quarterback and with that uh the uh, Denver Broncos signed Nathaniel Hackett for uh, the Packers' former offensive coordinator. Ryan, do you think this is a shot just to get Aaron Rodgers, or do you think that he's a legitimate head coach? Listen, if it is a shot to get Aaron Rodgers, I would have done the exact same thing if I was John Olin company. Um, if that's all it takes, if it's like if you know if Rodgers likes Hackett still, and Hackett's not the problem right now in Green Bay, then absolutely I would have hired like I would have hired uh, a lamppost if it meant that lamppost to bring Aaron Rodgers to me when I need a quarterback. So Aaron Rodgers is still playing on top of his game. I think that's a great tool to get Hackett over here. Um, and overall, I like this hire. Vic Vangio, who they just fired, was a defensive guy. He was a defensive coordinator of the Bears before he became the Broncos head coach. So I like trying to go on for offense here. And this is an offense that had a lot of pieces, and they were struggling last year uh, to get those pieces on offense to move. So I think Hackett with Noah Fant, with Jerry Judy, with either Drew Locke or a fresh quarterback, I think that could be a scary offense. They're in a tough division, though. AFC West is no joke, so we'll see. Yeah, is AFC West is no joke, and it's going to be like that for the next couple of years at least with Herbert and Mahomes and even this Raiders team who's very – it was a great division to watch this year. But I definitely think an offensive-minded coach was needed in Denver due to their situation. Uh I don't think Drew Locke is it. I, I love the guy, but I don't think he's it. I think, hey, I mean, if you have a shot at Aaron Rodgers, I don't care that he's 38 years old. If this gives you a better chance, I'd go for it. Uh, and he's not – he's a pretty good coach. So, with that being said, I'll give them uh, – I'll give them a B-plus because it's a pretty creative idea that they're going for to yes. attempt to get Rodgers. This feels like a B-plus B for me too right in that range. Yeah. Heading into the Houston Texans, who 
shockingly fired David Culley last year, who I felt we both felt from what I recall, he deserved another chance. We felt, although yes, he, they went, what was it? Four and 12 or four and 13. It was not all his fault. I mean, you have to look at the situation he was in. Uh, but with that being said, what do you think of this, uh, this new hire in Lovey Smith? Um, so I think, yeah, I, I think going back to David Colley, this is a guy who we were shocked that he was a head coach this time last year. Um, but he exceeded expectations. Him, Davis Mills, like they stunk at the beginning of the year and all of a sudden they turned it on. Um, we talked about it last episode with the Brian Flores stuff. Once again, two white kids who can't really speak too much on the effects of that. Lovey Smith, obviously uh, a black head coach now, mixing two in the league right now. But regardless of race, because they're also both black, but if it's Lovey Smith or Brian Flores is your top two now, you cannot tell me that you're going Lovey Smith, who had a pretty terrible head coaching career as a Bears head coach, goes to Houston, grows out a beard, and all of a sudden he's back again. Um, but I think Brian Flores is a guy for this job. It's not like they got an offensive guy and it was, oh, we're going to pick an offensive coach instead of a defensive coach. Lovey Smith was a defensive coordinator last year, and we know Brian Flores is a defensive guy too, and he just makes so much sense. This is a guy who wanted Deshaun Watson with the Dolphins. I'm just I'm surprised that they didn't go Flores. I know that there's some lawsuit stuff that might have held that up, um, but I think Flores was the guy for this job, and Lovey Smith just feels like uh, kind of a second second guess picture. For me, this is this is pretty much a D D minus. Yeah, I definitely gotta agree. I feel Flores was somebody had to pick up Flores. That fire was definitely not, uh, I wouldn't say not appropriate, definitely not what should have happened in Miami. But uh, he even said in the lawsuit or something, or said it in public, I know I'm risking my chance of ever having another head coaching job. But I don't feel David Coley was it. Even regardless of Brian Flores, I feel that there were still better options out there. But I also have to think probably not a lot of people are going, oh, I want to become the head coach of the Houston Texans right now. I personally, I would not want to do that. I don't think. Oh, You think Brian Flores turned them down instead of them turning down Brian Flores? I have to think with all what's going on, they had to turn down Brian Flores. But I feel Brian, I don't know if Brian Flores would have turned that down because he came into a situation in Miami that was not much better than what's going on here. We'll have to see, but yeah, I think, I think he would have been a better fit for this job, but as far as where Flores goes now, after no head coaching hires, I say bring him here, bring him back to New England. We just welcomed Joe Judge back as a new assistant after he got fired. Brian Flores, we need a defensive coordinator. Come on back. You'll be greeted with open arms. Gladly. Gladly. Heading into the next one, Ryan, one that I, I think we both had the same guess for this one. Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Urban Meyer had a, let's just say, downright terrible uh, coaching debut in the NFL. But after this, now we are heading into Jacksonville. What am I saying? But uh, Doug Peterson's now the head coach. He is. He is. This is a guy who's won a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles against a, uh, a better team in the New England Patriots. Um, we just didn't come to play that one for uh, February night, but this hire, I think it was, if it was up to left, which and Peterson, you can't really go wrong. Um, Peterson's a guy who um, 
he's a guy who I think needs to be a head coach. Just the way that he was able to handle that Eagles team. Surprised to see he got fired. And I think the Jaguars were the best situation right now with Lawrence with no pressure to win immediately. Um, so I think Peterson's the best guy for this job. I'm excited to see what he can do with Trevor Lawrence. Give me kind of a B plus on this one. I think Peterson was a pretty good hire. I think Peterson's a great hire, but are you surprised that they did not take Byron Leftwich? A little bit surprised. I think what we've seen with Leftwich as an offensive coordinator, I think he's obviously come to shine now with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's style of play is not Trevor Lawrence's style of play. Um, and how Peterson was able to make Carson Wentz into almost an MVP type player when he wasn't injured. I think Carson Wentz is much closer in playing style, um, obviously coached by Peterson, to what Lawrence is right now in Jacksonville. So I think that fit is smoother. I think left, which, you know, a guy who is a quarterback for the Jaguars would have been uh, welcome back to Jacksonville with open arms. But for Peterson, I, I don't think it's, it's that bad of a hire. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, his resume shows with his four year, four years in Philly, something like that. Three, four years in Philly, winning the Super Bowl. Uh, but heading into the next one, we talked about this for a little bit. Uh, the Raiders, obviously, whole Gruden situation. Gruden ended up getting fired, leaving. Uh, but then Rich, I always butcher his last name, Basaka, Basashia, Basashia. Basashia, he came in and considering the situation, you had so many off the field issues. You had a different head coach. Dude did well. They were a playoff team. Yeah, he did. The guys rallied around him really well. Henry Ruggs, John Gruden, there was so much craziness in that organization. Basashia did a really good job of getting it to go. Listen, I thought that. A Patriots assistant would go to Las Vegas. I thought it would be Gerard Mayo, though, not uh, McDaniels. I'm still not sure how he fits into that system with the offense they have there with Jacobs and Waller uh, and Carr. But it's a solid hire for the Raiders. I think this is a big offensive guy when their offense needed help the most. I personally pro- probably would have stayed with Basasha just because, you know, with the culture thing, he was able to unite his players. Basasha now ends up in Green Bay. Um, so it's a, it's a weird hire. But not the worst hire I've seen this offseason. I'd give this one probably about a, a B minus. Yeah, I definitely don't think this was the wrong hire. I personally would have stayed with Masasha just seeing all that he was able to do under circumstances. Uh, but Josh McDaniels had, I mean, he's learned from the best in Bill Belichick. And there's n- there's no questioning that. So I don't think it's a terrible hire. I don't think it was the best fit for the Raiders. Uh, with that being said, give me a C plus. Hmm. Heading into the next one, uh, after the fire of Brian Flores, a very questionable fire, obviously led to a whole lot more. Uh, Mike McDaniel, out of the 49ers offensive coordinator, who we have kind of not memed on, but he does not. not... Just, like it just us. It's been the whole internet. Oh, the entire internet has memed him. Uh, Mike McDaniel looks like he's uh, your Starbucks barista. Yes, he's your Starbucks barista. I was going to say he crunches numbers, <laughs> uh, but that's definitely a good call. Uh, but hey, head coach of the Dolphins, I 
I would say I'm thrilled with this. I don't know if it's just me wanting them to not fire Flores because I think he's a much better coach than McDaniel, but he's been able to have, he's had success in uh, San Fran this year, considering, I mean, Jimmy G was out for a while. Wasn't really sure what was going on with their offense. They, they made it to the NFC championship. He's a legitimate coach learning from a very, very, very good coach in uh, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, this is a guy I think where looks can kind of be deceiving because he has learned from that Kyle Shanahan offense, which has been really great. Um, a lot of the guys we're talking about right now are either offensive or defensive guys. Um, this guy's a little, little bit different. I think he's specifically a run game guy. Um, he kind of revolutionized that running game that we see now in San Francisco, um, the way that they're able to run the ball and kind of not rely on Jimmy Garoppolo because they don't get to the NFC championship game if they don't have a running game and they're and Jimmy Garoppolo has to put that offense on his back. Um, so I think that's what appealed most. Also the Dolphins have a terrible running game right now. So it's kind of yin and yang. Perfect. Um, I'm interested to see how he can work with Tua Tagovailoa. Um, but overall it's a pretty good hire. I'd say this one's a B plus. Yeah. Uh, I would give this higher B, yeah, yeah, B plus area. Uh, as you said, their utilization of the running game is definitely something that they created this year in San Fran with the with Debo Samuel having an incredible year. Uh, I can, it's okay. definitely some some sort of flashiness is needed in this Miami offense because personally, I do not think Tua Tagovailoa is that talented of a quarterback. So maybe drafting a guy, I don't know if Miles Gaskin could get you all that much uh, creation in your offense like Debo Samuel has. But, hey, he's been able to create something in San Fran, so you never know. Heading into the next one, the Minnesota Vikings, who I, I would say I was surprised by this, but it wasn't something I expected. I expected them to go more defensive-minded, but they signed – Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell, or excuse me, but uh, what are your thoughts on this? Obviously, Harbaugh was a name, but Harbaugh is ending up Jim Harbaugh is ended up staying at the University of Michigan. What are your thoughts on this, Ryan? Give us a grade. Yeah, this is a guy that you thought would end up going into a head coaching position. You had him going to the Saints. I had we both had the picking defense. You had uh, Dan Quinn. I had Brian Flores here. This is interesting, too. I think this is really interesting. I think this signals that Kirk Cousins might play with the final year of his contract, and then they might draft a successor. Um, this is a guy who's going to be playing the Super Bowl on Sunday, or coaching the Super Bowl on Sunday, I should say. Um, so I'm interested to see how this Vikings offense will look. That being said, that defense was terrible. I don't expect it to get much better next year. This, for me, is about a B-. minus. Yeah, uh, I would give this one a C plus just because I feel that a defense is much more important right now in uh, Minnesota. I mean, their offense has been able to perform, but I definitely feel a defensive-minded coach such as Dan Quinn would have definitely fitted this team better. And heading into, I think there's two the last, one, right? last one? Yeah, last one. Scroll down, scroll down a little more. Yeah, yeah last one. Uh, let's see. The New York Giants obviously has had lots of struggles within the past couple of years. Love hearing that as a Washington Commanders fan. 
the Commanders. Uh, Brian DeBole, Ryan, what are your thoughts? Uh, so it's ironic that our last one we talked about was the first one that came into into fruition. So Brian Dayball, obviously the offense coordinator for the Bills, a guy who spent some time in New England, went to Alabama, he's had a pretty good track record. Um, he was the first hire, obviously made by Joe Schoen, I think, who was you know a Bills guy who also came to the Giants as a GM. So anyone's better than Joe Judge. He's back with the Patriots, but I can admit that anyone's better than Joe Judge. Um, I think this is a really good hire, actually. I think the Bills were – or the – not the Bills. The Giants, obviously, were atrocious last year, um, but even more atrocious than their defense was their offense. They've all got a lot of decisions to make, whether he keeps Daniel Jones, um, whether he tries to get a new quarterback. Jones' frame is definitely a lot like Josh Allen's that he had in Buffalo. Um, so I'm going to be interested to see how he's able to manipulate Jones a little bit. I would be – I think they'll stick with Jones for one, one more year and see – how he does with the ball. I think this is about an A minus hire. Uh, I honestly, I love this hire. Uh, to talk about the Josh Allen creation, uh, Josh Allen really, the thing that surprised me, everyone loves his arm. His legs were very impressive. He was able to run the ball very well this year. And Daniel Jones had some games where uh, I remember vividly against Washington. He ran for like 80 yards, something that yeah. I don't think I ever thought Daniel Jones was capable of doing. With that being said, I think that is something he could definitely create in Daniel Jones. Obviously, we haven't seen – he doesn't have the passing ability as Josh Allen. It's just as simple as that. Josh Allen's got one of the best arms in football. But he can create something in Daniel Jones that doesn't have to be so pass-heavy. It could be uh, – it could use guys like uh, Kenny Galladay, who did not see any action at all this year. It could use his legs. It could use Saquon Barkley, who's my boy. Saquon Barkley and I have met each other multiple. Oh, let's just say that Saquon Barkley has met me multiple times in the past couple of weeks. At uh, least once or more. At least once. Uh, no, twice. Twice. twice? Hmm. Yeah, he called. He called me boss. It was one of the coolest moments of my life. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the Giants have a lot of talent on their roster. I don't think Joe Judge was the best of coaches, but I think Brian DeBole is definitely a much better. Head coach, so give me an A for this. Mm. Uh, and that concludes our NFL head coaching recap. Uh, Ryan, this was basically almost one-third of the league has a new head coach heading into next year. That is crazy. Yeah, nine uh, coaching vacancies. This is going to be a new year next year. I expect some development for a lot of teams. Um, but that development helps if you have really good players. Look at that segue into the NFL award predictions today. We hear about this. Um, we have NFL awards coming tonight. Um, so really six, seven awards we'll dive into. MVP, player of the year on offense and defense, rookie of the year on offense and defense, comeback player and coach of the year. We'll talk about it right after this ad break. And welcome back, NFL 365 fans. Uh, Ryan, NFL Awards. Uh, do we want to start from the top? Do we want to start from a more, not boring, but a, not the MVP? Where, where do we want to go with this? How about this? We go, you're going to go, let's go most, let's do the, the good media way of going. Most boring to least boring. I'm thinking coach, your comeback player, then rookies of the year, then players of the year. Ended off with MVP. All right. 
do we want to get into Walter Payton Man of the Year? Oh, true. That's a good one. That's that's one of my favorites. Just to watch the. Uh... We should lead off with that. You're right. Yeah, let's lead off with that. All right. So, up until today, mine would have been Jonathan Allen. <laughs> yeah. That but uh, I want to change that. Uh, so, how about you start? Because I need to find a. Uh, let's see, Walter Payton Man of the Year. First award. of all, yeah. First of all, for those who don't know, Jonathan Allen. There's a headline out that came out like he said he wanted to have dinner with Hitler. Or something of that sort. Well, with three with three people, he wanted to have dinner with. It was like his some relative, Michael Jackson, who's oh, that is a little iffy, and then Hitler, which I don't know. It's not really a good name to say. <laughs> no, especially when you're up for Man of the Year award. Uh, that's not something you really want to have Man of the Year. So let's take him off that list pretty much immediately. Uh, so Ryan. Who are, you, yeah. uh, who are your – who do you think is going to win it? This is a tough one because I'm not super – I'll be honest, like the life of NFL players outside of the field and the great work they're doing, unless you're J.J. Watt and raising $37 million for hurricane relief, it kind of goes unnoticed. Um, that being said, our boy is up for it. So, you know, I'm going Justin Reed of the Houston Texans. Our boy doing great work in community – just actually hosting a charity event this weekend with our other guy, Cyril Grayson. Listen, Justin's obviously a great player on the field, off the field. He's doing great work in the community. So, Justin, man, props to you uh, for giving back to the Houston area uh, and just really being a great role model for us to all model after. So, my Walter Payton man of the year pick, definitely got to go with Justin Reed. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. Our boy, Justin Reed. Great interview. You guys should go listen to it if you have not. Really great guy on the field, but off the field, he's doing so much for his community. Uh, and I, I just wanted to give him a quick little shout-out for that. Uh, I'm going to make him my lock of the week. Let's let's just lock it in. Let's lock it in. I want that Anything. Yeah, Justin Reed, great guy. Uh, love to see that he's being recognized for something – that honestly, a lot of people could value more than just interceptions, tackles. For what he's doing off the field is incredible. Absolutely. Uh, but now let's head into another one. Well, I would say more boring, but I don't think it's that boring. Uh, Coach of the year. For me, I'll start this one off. I would like to say like Mike Brabel or some team that came in and nowhere to be a one seed. Uh, but I think it's Zach Taylor of the Bengals. This is a guy who was doubted coming into this year. Um, and all of a sudden, his Bengals are somehow in the Super Bowl. I think that's a big reason the way he's been able to model Joe Burrow this year. I think, I think for me, it's Zach Taylor. Just to spice it up a little bit, I uh, see everything tells me, yeah, no, nah. I'm gonna go Zach Taylor. Uh, what he's been able to create in Cincy with them now being in the Super Bowl. Not sure. When did they vote exactly? I'm not really sure if I'm being honest. Voting, uh, good question. I think, uh, I'm not sure. I have no idea. I know they're not because, voting right now, but. Yeah, no, because I know it's definitely decided at the end of the regular season, not before playoffs. Yeah. But I think what he's been able to create in Cincinnati as I mean, we've never really seen in Cincinnati for at least the past 10 years, a winning culture, a fun culture, a good team to watch. I mean, 
we all love Joe Burr. That's a fact. Uh, and yeah, give uh, Zach Taylor. Speaking of Joe Burr, uh, I think we can go comeback player of the year. We might have the same player for this award. Who do you have? Shiesty. No, I don't even need to explain it. Shiesty. Burrow, man, he's been great coming off that ACL injury. Listen, we didn't know what happened if the Bengals took chase instead of to protect him. He's still getting banged up this year, but that boy is falling. Joe Burrow, <laughs> comeback player of the year. That's an easy one. And no, no discounting what Dak Prescott did this year. Dak Prescott came back from a horrendous leg injury. But what Joe Burrow's been able to do after tearing his ACL in Washington, I think week six of last year, it's been incredible. And as you said, that boy's been balling. That boy has been balling. Into the next one. Are we defensive rookie of the year? Sure. I think this is another one that we there, – there's no question about it. The fact that he's considered for defensive player of the year is saying a lot. Three, two, one. Micah Parsons. Simon Davis. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh funny one. Oh, oh, oh. Michael Parsons. Yeah, Michael Parsons is probably by far the best linebacker in this draft. Probably uh, better than any linebacker drafted in the first round. Probably any linebacker drafted in the NFC East. I mean, he's just uh, a baller. So good respect to um, Michael Parsons. This guy was an absolute stud. Best rookie linebacker in the NFC East by a lot. Uh, yeah, no more, no more needed. I think statistically he'd had one of the best rookie seasons any defensive player has ever had. And considering that, I mean, he just to see how athletic of a freak he is. I mean, sure. Tiger kill wasn't trying that race, but he beat Tyree kill Nick Chubb. Who was the fourth? Trayvon Diggs. He beat, yeah. he beat them all in a race. He beat them mm-hmm. all in a race and he's, 250 pounds. Yeah, he's fast. He's crazy. Athleticism. Micah Parsons is 245. So, uh, hey, what time was his 40 time? 439. That's why he got drafted 11th overall. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's a freak. Wow. Uh, sticking with rookies let's head to the offensive rookie of the year another one where i'm a mad oh, we might have differences of opinions just on your loyalty but i'll start mine off uh i think he was fourth ending the year in receiving yards give me the gritty master jamar chase yeah that's a good pick that's a good pick i mean the way that he in that game against the chiefs that game um yeah, a couple good ones this to me though feels so much like last year when it's Justin Jefferson versus Herbert and Jefferson should have won it, but the quarterback plus now Herbert didn't make the playoffs. Jones made the playoffs. I gotta roll, roll my guy. Give me ten. McCorkle Jones. Listen, Jamar Chase is gonna win it. I think he is, but just I gotta say it into fruition. Mac Jones, offensive rookie of the year. I think this uh, is a whole lot different than last year's situation uh, with. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert broke records as being a rookie. Yeah. It's Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones. Okay, okay. Keep dreaming. Uh, defensive? Yeah, let's go. I've been. It's an offensive league deep down inside. We all love the offense more than the defense. Let's see the defensive player of the year, Ryan. Who do you think? This one looked like it was up in arms a couple of times. Um, who would it be? 
Could it be Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald? But then some dude finished with 22 and a half sacks this year. No, I'm not talking about J.J. Watt, the sack master. His brother, T.J., a bona fide stud. He could have had it last year. Donald robbed him of it. Was it Donald or Garrett? I think it was Donald. Uh, last year was Donald. Yeah, it was Donald. It was Donald and Watt. This year, Watt reclaims it. Give me T.J. Watt, defensive player of the year. Yeah, just broke the record of most sacks. In it, or tied the record with Strayer and it did beat it. He broke it, yeah, 22 and a he half. He broke eight. it. Yeah, he broke it. Uh, with that being said, give me J- uh, TJ. I lied. I lied. They're both tied at 22 and a half. False yeah. I mean, still, considering what he did, by mm-hmm. far the best defensive player this year. Give me the younger brother of the multi multi defensive player of the year champs, little brother, TJ Watt. That's got that that bloodline. Oh my gosh, that, that's something special. Three NFL players, two of them have won Defensive Player of the Year. Wow, that's all I gotta say. Wow. Uh, offensive player of the year, Ryan. This one's another easy one for me. This is a guy who finished with. I'm looking up the stats. The Second most receptions in NFL history in a season, 145. He also had the second most receiving yards in a season with 1,947, which was only um, 17 yards away from the Calvin Johnson, who's the highest. Cooper Cup balled out this year, and not a lot of people expected it. Clear offense player of the year, and maybe should get a couple MVP votes. Yeah, uh, another one where I don't think we will be disagreeing on uh... – Definitely an incredible story considering he went to Eastern Washington University. Ryan, what is their mascot? Ooh, the Hawks. It's like some kind of hawk. I've seen it before. I know. I've seen it too. Uh, it might be a blank hawk or something. It's some, it's swoop. The what? Swoop eagles. is a, they're eagles. Okay. So if we, you were close. I know I've seen it too. I was going to guess of uh, some sort of bird. But just to show you, he's came from that. Not one person knows what their mascot is to now being a stud. Breaking, I think is, after he just retired, I think this is going to be the closest we get to another Tom Brady kind of story. Yeah, uh, definitely. And the fact that he's going to get, I don't know the last time, who was the last wide receiver to win MVP? Has it? Uh... I don't know if it's happened before. No, uh, no wide receiver in the history. All yeah, good. So the fact that he's about to get some MVP votes is incredible. Kudos to you, Cooper Cup. Kudos to Sean McVay. Kudos to Matt Stafford. We got, we got one more. The big, big kahuna now. Who is the MVP? He'll get a couple votes, but I don't think it's Cooper Cup. David, who's your MVP? This is a tough one. There's two big names, two veteran quarterbacks. Unfortunately, I do not think Taylor Heineke will win it this year. I think no. next year will finally be his year. Uh, give me the goat. Door. Give me the goat. Give me Tom Brady ending his career on top. There's no better way to do it. And I don't even think people will complain. Oh, boo-hoo, he retired. They gave it to him. No, he legitimately deserves it. He had a great season. Not to discount Aaron Rodgers' season. Both their seasons did fall short in the playoffs. I don't know if me feeling a little against Aaron Rodgers after losing in the first uh, round or second round 
Uh, but give me Brady. That touchdown to interception ratio is looking so good for Rodgers, and that one he's looking so good for Rodgers. You know what? I'm a Brady guy. I'll go Brady. I think it'll be Rodgers, just like I think it'll be Chase, but give me give me Brady here. As much as I love to pick a different one than you, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Rodgers, but Brady's just the guy. Uh, congrats to go down retirement, as we said in the last episode, but I'd love to see him win one more uh, now that he's officially hung them up. Yeah, uh, definitely a incredible career. No questioning that. The GOAT, especially his last two seasons, he seemed to have a lot more fun and more enjoyment than he ever did in New England. Uh, but heading into our final topic of today's podcast, Ryan, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Ryan, I don't know. Uh, I'm again just hearing that. I'm getting like tingling. I'm so excited. I don't know how to describe this feeling. The spread has been set at four and a half from what I saw. Four and a half going towards the Rams. So that means the Rams are favored by four and a half points. Rams have to win by five to cover. Ryan, are you for or against Shiesty in this? I'm so want Shiesty to win. Listen, like everyone is rooting for the Bengals. But once again, I've said it twice. I've said it three times. The Rams team this year feels like the Buccaneers team last year where they went all in to win one, and then they did it. This Rams team went all in to win one. I think they're going to do it. That being said, David, if this NFL playoffs has taught me anything, this game is going to be a shootout. I'm talking two or three touchdowns each from Shiesty and Stafford. Um, so give me Bengals plus four and a half, but I do think the Rams are going to win this one. I think this is going to be a great Super Bowl, man. I definitely agree with you. This is going to be a great Super Bowl. Uh, I feel that uh, America loves Shiesty. America loves Shiesty. I love Shiesty. But he's a freaking winner, man. He doesn't lose in these types of games. Give me the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. I don't think there's a question in my mind that he's not going to win this thing. I mean, he's going to be one of few players to not only win a Super Bowl, win an NCAA, win a Heisman, and he's going to throw an MVP in his career. He's going to have quite the career. He's he's 25 years old in a Super Bowl. I just love my boy Joe Burrow. Like, what a quarterback. It seemed like, I mean, he didn't have all these accolades, but it seemed like we were saying the same kind of thing about Mahomes, about, oh, he's only this young. He's going to win a – like, all of a sudden it's changing for Burrow. And let me tell you, as someone who's been mad about Patrick Mahomes' like personality and such, I'm so excited for Shay. See, I love that the persona he gets, the cool guy. I want to see him with a cigar after this game. I want to see, and I not only do I want to see him with a cigar after this game, I want that on a t-shirt. I already own a Joe Burrow shirt. I want another one. I love this guy. He brings the swag. I like what you brought up about the uh, Mahomes. Uh, it's not even Mahomes, but I just like sports family. Sorry. Uh but wow. let me look at Resky here. We'll talk score predictions real quick as we wrap it. Give me 42-38 Rams. Bengals cover that. I think the Rams are too good. I do like Shiesty. I, le- I want him to win. But the NFL logical in me says Rams, Rams 42, Bengals 38. What do you have? See, I've got Rams. No, here's this. I've got Bengals 37, uh, 38, Rams 31. I do not see another team 
winning on their home turf. Not only do I think that there will be a home field advantage for the Bengals the Rams, in this game. I was going to say the Rams have the a no Ra- the Rams, the Rams don't have a fan base. And honestly, last year with COVID, the Bucs didn't have that much of a home field advantage as I feel if the game was an arrowhead, there is no doubt about it that it's a home field advantage. But even that, Joe's just Joe's just too cold for that. Joe said any of these games, it's no different than playing in an SEC environment. I believe it. He won in Bama. He won in Bama. I mean, what, what else is there to ask for? That guy's different. The winner, hey, man, hopefully next time we're – uh, behind these microphones, we have Joe Burrow as a Super Bowl MVP after leading the Bengals to maybe one of the craziest Super Bowl victories and seasons we've seen in recent history. We love underdog stories in sports. Sports, underdogs make sports. Just the whole story of an underdog. People love March Madness, Cinderella teams. People love Comeback Player of the Year. People love watching underdog stories. Tom Brady's entire career was an underdog story. With that, shysty. Nice we send good wishes. Send good wishes. Best of luck to you, Joe Burrow. And that's all the time we have for today's amazing NFL 365 episode. I am David Tashman alongside Ryan Martin. Ryan. A Super Bowl edition of Adios. Adios. Thank you for listening. Have a great day and enjoy the Super Bowl.